0: Tough test at Pataudry, as expected, but Celtic done what they had to do and eventually came away with a 3-1-1 and with all three points. This is Tino with The Match Reaction and I'm joined here by Joe. Joe, your initial response to today's win?
1: Wasn't pretty. Um, you know, glad three points is the main thing. Um, a lot of work to be done, still in the transfer market. Um, but all in all, happy with three points and I think
0: we deserved it in the end. Yeah, given that, you know, when we've seen the fixtures going up and it's um, Ross County at home, Aberdeen away, St. John's at home, Rangers away, there's there's two tough away fixtures in there and the most important thing, listen, we'll get better, we'll get any detail here about how Celtic played, we'll, we'll certainly improve on that, but the most important thing at this early stage is getting the three points, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, first and foremost, that's the main thing, especially, you know, ideally I would rather with Aberdeen in the second round of fixtures i would rather play them at home first but these things work unfortunately um i think you know just we want to play them when we're at our best and we want to give ourselves the best chance so yeah i think as you say the first five fixtures one out of two in terms of the big away games hopefully the home games take care of themselves but you know big first real proper test um and we've come through it
0: yeah, that's the way to look at it. Um, let's take a look at the lineup. So Brendan Rodgers he's got me exactly the same lineup as last week, and that means David Turnbull gets an odd again over Rio Hotati. That was and kind of has been the big talking point over the last seven days. Mm. Do you think he made the right call?
1: Um, I think based on last week, yes. Um, I think it's hard to argue against stopping somebody that scored two goals, um, albeit one was a penalty. But you know, it was all in the press all week. It's been raving about how good David Turnbull was, so it's hard to argue against. Matt Riley provides that bit of balance in midfield because he's maybe left-sided and he's just set off for something that might be like a little bit different. Um, You also don't know what's going on with the transfer business in terms of that. You don't know if his head's getting turned elsewhere. A lot of stuff with him, having, as you say, in the press. So, yeah, I think all in all, probably the right call
0: to start I Agreed with that. And I think hindsight's great, isn't it? We can all sit after the game and say, ah, Turnbull didn't get his two goals this week and, and not so sharp. But you've got to base it on, on what you've seen last week against Ross County. He definitely deserved a start. It would have been bizarre to make the big move to start him last week, get his two goals and then drop him. So I couldn't see anything but the Turnbull start today and it proved to be. Um, you're right, though, there might be some stuff going on with him. There's different rumours um, about he may or may not be looking for a move. He came on and looked quite tidy, I thought. I thought he linked things up pretty well. But he himself is then going on to pick up a, a frustrating knock. And in addition to Carter Vickers, which we'll get to, mm. a couple of injuries to key players could leave us in trouble, couldn't it? It
1: could. Um, I think with Atatia, I mean, it was his calf, I think, he was holding at one point. Yeah, so, I mean, that could mean one thing or another. It could be, it may have just been a knock and it might only be like a lot of bruising or something, and it might just like keep him out short term. But, I mean, that makes up any chances of him getting a move away if he's injured, if it's any sort of long-term injury, which... Might Celtic might want to move him on if he's not happy being here, um, but yeah, I mean, a few injuries here and there, um, shows I think we need to do business anyway, regardless of whether we had injuries. So, I don't think it's really going to dramatically change our stance in terms of uh, picking players up. Um, and it seems to be areas that we've got fairly good depth in. That's assuming we sign this Swedish center half. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name yet, um, but I think. All in all, I think those two players getting injured, I don't think it'll make a massive difference to our business going forward. And I think the likes of home coming in, done a good job. I thought Stephen Welsh actually done relatively okay when he came in. So yeah, I think those players that we can use in the meantime. And then, you know, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks.
0: And Brendan Rodgers indicated in his post post match interview that we're close to getting some business done, particularly in the centre back area. So we'll watch that space closely. Just staying at centre back. What about Novak? Okay. So looks like he'll be the long term successor uh, to Carl Starfelt, or at least in the meantime. How do you think he done overall?
1: I thought it was good. He's very he's very keen into the tackle. Um, it seems to be like he's very much in the front foot. A lot of you know centre half you watch this stand standard centre forward up and maybe even force them back to get their midfield involved but this guy just, it seems like he's just a little absorbed to the ball every time a ball goes into the striker's feet he's almost if like he's trying to jump in front and steal the ball before actually waiting to see if the striker's going to do anything with it so i quite like that um he dies to the ground quite a lot as well which i don't i'm not a massive fan of because you know you need to pick your moments um but yeah, I thought he played well. I thought he moved the ball about really well. He looked, given he's right-footed, or he appears to be right-footed, he still seems fairly natural on the left-hand side, which staff felt at times maybe lacked. That's a natural ability to play in that position. Um, but all in all, yeah, I thought he played well. I thought, I thought he was decent. Um, and, you know, I think when you guys come in, they can sometimes compliment the centre halves halfs that we have just now. So I thought Stephen Welsh played really well playing alongside them. So, you know, We'll wait and see, but I thought he played really good. played really good.
0: But there's definitely an eagerness about him and you can see that and, and sometimes you need to temper that as well. He's obviously, you know, very early in his Celtic career and he's he's wanting to impress and he's wanting to steal in front of the striker. And, and when you're up against somebody like Duke and Majovski, who are, are both decent players, you've got to be careful of that. He does go to ground a wee bit early and when you go to ground, you're generally not in full control of the situation, so one to watch. But I do agree in terms of the ball playing stuff. I've mentioned this last week. I'm very much gauging him uh, based on Carl Starfield, it's just a natural thing to do given where they've both been playing and he's very quick to move on, he's quite happy to move out to Greg Taylor first time, you know, it's coming across, he knows Greg Taylor's hugging the touchline and he moves out there first time and it allows us to build the play, so, so far so good, it'll get better, but the signs are there that he could go on to do a pretty decent job for us. Um, get into the game itself, so, good atmosphere, good start by Ardine, they've found themselves a free kick in a, a very dangerous position the edge of the box, but Majowski's not managed to trouble Hart on that occasion. And then Celtic find their way in, get her own free kick just in front of the Celtic fans out in that kind of top right hand side. It's a good delivery by O'Reilly. Dyson Maeda went in the header, but she wouldn't expect given the height that was in the box. And it falls to Abada. And, and he does what Abada does. You know, he tucks it away in at the back post and his numbers continue to improve. And it was good to see after a, a decent pre season by him.
1: Yeah, um, I thought. It was I, again. I thought it was good delivery. I thought oh, at first it was offside, um, yeah. like just the. I, I think it was the first angle that it came across that it was offside. Um, but yeah, obviously done the VAR check and it was fine. Um, but yeah, like for a bad at score. Um, I'm not. I'm I, I'm sometimes a critic of him. Just that I think he's at, t- at times today as well. He's wasteful, but I think moments like that he can't really argue against his stats. He's tends to be in the right place at the right time, and it was. A very ange like just uh, in terms of reaction time and managing to, you know, get in front when the defenders were at least expecting it. So yeah, it was it was good, it was a good start to the game. Um and I thought it was well worked.
0: Yeah, he, he's got a a very good habit of ghosting in at the back post and y- you know, you're right, he, he gets his goals, he gets his assist, There's a lot of stuff in between my brother some really good stuff, some not so good stuff, and you know, you could get into detail about that if we want to, but his numbers don't lie. He, he continues to rack up the numbers there, and it's great to see. There's no point in me moaning here about VAR. You know, ultimately Celtic get the right decision, which is great. But it it makes a bit of a mockery of the celebrations, doesn't it? Abad is about to wheel round and go and embrace the Celtic fans at Pataudry. He can't do that. The fans can't go wild. And two or three minutes later, yes, you get the goal. But it's kind of your know, muted celebrations, and it's part of the modern game, isn't it? As
1: and. In- see I'm, I'm getting a bit used to it now um as, as much as i as a pain like i would rather i would rather it, what there wasn't a full carry on with the you know the post-mortem in the press for the next week or so saying you know like if that's happened what could have ended up as a result um i think it was offside i mean it is quite literally a case of like it's you're either offside you're onside but it's not there's no debate it's quite literally just the rules laws of the game. Um, so, yeah, a bit frustrating. I mean, at that point in the game, you're just delighted to go a goal up because we, were not, we weren't in the ropes, but Aberdeen were and a good go at us. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a strange one. I know what you mean. Um, So, uh, but I'm getting used to it.
0: I know. And generally speaking, listen, I'm never going to complain about a Celtic goal being given. Um, Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, it's just, it's just the way the game is now. And, and players, they need to think twice about celebrating. And I don't think that can be a good thing. But I suppose ultimately if getting the right decisions, what happens? Because the alternative is, to the naked eye, you and I are watching it and you think, nah, I don't think that's to hang thing, that's offside. But the technology allows you to get the goal. So you can't can't have it both ways, I suppose. Um, Celtic did then, you know, start to really get their own foothold in the game after a decent start by Aberdeen. You highlighted at the time, you, you messaged me just talking about Dyson Maeda and the trouble that he was causing like could down Aberdeen's right-hand side. And he did get in behind a few times, but there's a an argument, certainly, that Celtic could have gone for that even more and and exploited that situation?
1: Yeah, I'd done it a couple of times in the first half and, and it was all if it took like a heavy touch and given Dyson Maida, I mean Dyson Maida could have been twenty yards and I could definitely and was still catching him. Like it was he's always going to win that race. And um, uh gave me a bit of a glimpse as to what I think we should see him a bit more of. because um, he's not he's not in the same ways Jota is a bit unconventional as a footballer in terms of the way he, he's not a natural dribbler and maybe not as good to take a guy on with the ball at his feet. But if he's did, I mean, if he knocks the ball in front of him for five or ten yards, he'll, he'll catch it if, Catch it against whoever he's playing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they sort of made most of that in the first half. Um, I think they could have done it more, as I say, they could have done it more in the second half, but you know, games sort have of changed. I think Abadi got a lot more the ball on the right hand side in the second half, so. Um, yeah, I, I thought he played well, and Nicky Devlin had that a bit a bad, bad shock on the first half. So I think Maida made the most
0: of there. Yeah, Devlin recovered. We'll, we'll get to the the second Celtic goal in due course, but Devlin recovered to have a decent second half. But coming up against Dyes Maida, it must be a nightmare for any defender. And I think I think that the, the challenge for Celtic and for Brendan Rodgers is just to fully play to his strengths. We know that he lacks some of the technical skill. Listen, he's nowhere he, he's nowhere near Jota, uh, you know, in that world. But you know. For raw pace and power and drive, he's got it all. He broke to really good effect in the first half where he found a almost free in the box, who then could have laid it off to Kyogo and never quite managed to do so. But the bottom line is Dyson Maeda causes trouble for defences and he creates chances. But as we'll get to in the second half, he then finds himself through on goal and doesn't quite have the control or the, the composure to tuck that one away. So he's a mixed bag, and I think it's up to Celtic just to, to make the most of that, and they'll continue to work on him and the training ground. Um, 25 minutes in and it's one each it's Majovski gets the goal and I'd be keen to hear your take on this you know we need to blame somebody and I'm keen, keen to hear who, who you pin it on it's Duke that gets down the, the side of Carter Vickers cuts it back for his strike partner Majovski and it is a tidy finish couple of things at play for me I think Carter Vickers is off it I think he's not judged that well and it's not something we often say and I've not seen the full scanned out image of it but it looks like Navrovski should anticipate the fact that Majovski's got to be the target in the box and he wasn't particularly close to him at all. What do you think?
1: Well, I think, firstly, Katavakers was completely the wrong side, uh, dived in far too quickly. When you're playing against a guy with pace like that, you need to at least try and match his run. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was rash from it and I don't know me wrong, I thought the ball played into it. Duke was actually very good, I think it was, was it Ryan Duncan maybe, or was it McKenzie, I can't remember. Um, but the ball played The it was really good and, you know, it was always going to cause a bit of an issue, but I thought Kyle Vickers was just really rash. He shouldn't have dived in as quickly. He was completely on the wrong side. Um, and that gave them the space. And, you know, I think I think what happens when you concede goals, there's always going to be someone to blame. Um, whether it's a guy that scores, you know, a, a guy that scores for a header at a corner, like nine times out of ten, you're going to naturally blame the guy that was meant to be marking him. Um, so... I think we could. I mean, you could do that with every goal that we can see that he could, you know, sort of walk around and sort of blame someone for exactly everything that happened at a certain time. But I thought Carter Vickers could have prevented it in the first place. And, you know, we could not as if Joe Hart could do anything with the goal either. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a cheap goal we gave away, and it's very unlike Carter Vickers.
0: And on the Joe Hart point, I'm I'm glad you mentioned because I think he's completely. Devoid from blame here, it's, it's nothing to do with Joe Hart. And I think people at the moment are just keen to jump on the bandwagon. It's popular now to blame Joe Hart for things. And there's things he could definitely have done better today and, and done things sharper. But now I think Celtic fans have got to be careful. I'm not saying there's a witch hunt. That's that's too dramatic. But there are some fans who have just made up their mind that Joe Hart's not the man. And they're starting to drag him into things which aren't his fault. There was loads of voices, loads of tweets doing the rounds there after that goal. Get Joe Hart. Here, there, in the next place, and, and try to blame him, and that's that's just unfair for me, Joe. How do you think he done overall, and what's your stance on Joe Hart at this moment in time?
1: Um, I don't want to keep him as a first choice keeper. Um, I don't, I just don't see it as being long term, the best option. He has got a year left in his contract, as far as I know, so it's not, you know, it's not as if we're, like, we're not going to keep him forever anyway, and it's not as if we need, you know, a. Not abide by his three year contract that he signed, like, he's not going to be here for much longer, I'd imagine. Um but yeah, I get what you mean. I think with a lot of Celtic fans, some people are probably trying to pick holes just to sort of stress urgency of needing a replacement for him. Which as I say it's something that's on. Un- it's unfair in him because I think Joe Hart's been great for Celtic up really till now. Um I thought today he played relatively well. Um, he didn't have a great deal of saves to make I think it was really tested but the instances were he was meant to come off his line or, you know, we sort of needed him as a fifth defender, I thought he did well um, I thought he was quick off his line at times I thought he would get down really well, he was strong he was at times commanding in his box, not all the time but when there was a set piece of like, a corner being delivered I thought he commanded his box fairly well um, but yeah I thought, I thought he played okay do I think his answer? No. But, you know, he's done his job today. And that's, for me, for now, that's all that matters
0: until we get my a replacement. And it's all Joe Hart can do, isn't it? You know, as long as he continues to be picked, he can only do as well as he can. And I'm in agreement with you. I think moving forward, Joe Hart is not the answer. And he's been great for Celtic. And whether he becomes an understudy to somebody this summer uh, or if, you know, if somebody comes in to put pressure on him, that'll be up to Brendan Rodgers and the, the recruitment team. But whilst he's here, I think he's got to be supported. And I think, yep, he done his job today. Tough place to go. Um, there's a couple of ones. That Aberdeen were very direct at times, weren't they? And there was a couple of high balls at the box and several corners. There was a few I would like to have seen him come out for more in terms of come out and claim. He, he doesn't come out and take, take men out of the sky. He likes to palm them away and push them away for another corner or, or a throw in. And, and that's fine. The main thing is that it's not going towards goal. But... I'd like to see him a wee bit more commanding there. But my overall point on Joe Hart is that as long as he's Celtic's number one and he continues to be picked, we need to back the guy. You know, we can save the criticism for for other things in other days. Um, back to the action. So, not long after, you know, one each Aberdeen home crowd, new season, tails are up, they're feeling good about themselves. But as is often the case for opponents of Celtic, it's Kyogo that just takes a sting out the tail. And it's just so clever by him, isn't it? That This is stuff we've seen time after time. He he loiters in an offside position. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know, there's this whole second phase of playing different things and it's just so clever. Nicky Devlin's an experienced player. You know, Aberdeen made quite a lot of signing him this summer from Livingston. I think he's 29 years of age, but he's got it all wrong, hasn't he? And if he's been watching Scottish football at all over the last couple of years, he knows Kyogo's loitering in that area. So he's got that all wrong. But listen, Kyogo's still got work to do, and he's lethal when it comes to it see it's not an easy finish as
1: well watching the team it's not as if he's in the six yard box and it comes to him like he's still get very little space he's, he only takes in two touches as well but I mean by the time he gets the ball there's, well, there's three guys around him the goalie's on his six yard line so it's not as if he's he's got a set up in for him, It's he's got a lot to do he gets a lot of power behind it albeit Keller just gets a hand on it um, but no, it great finish um, I think what's also important that us is it was Kyogo's first chance. Now I'm thinking back to when Kyogo first joined. I don't what I remember, and I think strikers sometimes go through these phases, but it wasn't necessarily as clinical as it has been probably in the last twelve months or so. I think he's got a lot better in terms of his finishing and it hasn't been as wasteful. Um and that seemed to be like I'm mean, basing that today, it looked like Kyogo at his best in terms of Taking his chances there and then. As I say, not an easy chance to take. But yeah, um, I thought it was brilliant. And, you know, for Nicky Devlin, if he's lasting, uh, don't do that again against Celtic, because you'll be
0: Yeah, you will do. Um, I agree, is looking very, very sharp at this moment in time. So obviously, two league games, two goals, but he's just he's looking lively as well. We highlighted in the weekly show this week about how deep he had dropped at times against Ross County to be that number 10 and to bring his midfielders into the game. It's maybe less um, suitable at Pataudry, tighter situation, you know, defenders right on you and stuff. But he's still linked up pretty well, you know, a couple of clever layoffs to aid and different folk. But ultimately his job is to score goals and and he does that and he's looking sharper and sharper. There's a lot of excitement about whether he can improve on last season's 34 goals. So, so far, so good be two from two. And what about Aberdeen in general, Joe? So I thought as a game, you know, if you're looking at it as a neutral, which we obviously aren't, but high tempo, good game, quite open at times, and you know lots of kind of strong challenges and different things going on. But from Aberdeen's point of view, ultimately, of course, they'll be disappointed not to get anything from the game, but there's lots of positives they can take. They were very direct, as I've mentioned, but lots of positives they can take, and they looked to have made some smart signings as well.
1: Yeah, I thought Aberdeen played quite well. They had a go at us, which... Last year, when we played them, they never at all. I think it was like two banks of five. Jim Goodwin was really very much playing for the draw, which, again, as we are not neutrals, we don't really care or think that way. But as a neutral, it probably wasn't the best of spectacles to watch. Um, but yeah, I thought Aberdeen played well. I thought they definitely threatening up front. Um, I hadn't really seen, as much as it was sort of made out to be a really great sign for them, I haven't really seen a lot of Duke other than his goals that he scored for Aberdeen. Um, but having said that I thought, yeah, r- they looked decent, uh, signings have made a decent, I actually get rid of the centre midfielder last week, who was meant to be one of the better players, yeah I thought they played, thought they played well, and in hindsight now I'm glad they played them because it's a hard place to go and knowing that we've there and we've won at an early stage of the season it uh, sets the tone and it's good that we're not getting too far ahead thinking that we're the finished article because we're definitely not
0: Aberdeen are going to get better, um, but Celtic go better too. And you're right, so to have gone there today and, and picked up the three points, it's the most important thing. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch Aberdeen, Hearts, and Rangers scrap it out for second place, Joe. So we'll we'll keep a close eye on that. Uh, Getting into the second half, so Celtic make two changes at half time. Vickers goes off uh, with that knock to be replaced by Stephen Welsh, and David Turnbull goes off to be replaced by Rio Hattie. What do you think of the the changes? One enforced, one not so much.
1: Um, I was glad to you had come on. Um, just, I, I think, I mean, Selfish League's one of my favourite players, and I think I, I'm very much in the mindset of playing your best players at all times. Um, but yeah, I thought it was probably the best move. I think we need a bit more movement in midfield. Tumble and O'Reilly are technically good players, but they're not the quickest, and I think, I think they were getting bullied a wee bit in the middle of the park as well, at times. Um, not to, I mean, not really highlighting specific Player from Aberdeen that were doing said bullying, but the midfield I thought were a wee bit out-muscled at times and we needed somebody really to battle them and sort of match their physicality first and foremost. Um, Albeit Hattati is not that type of player. I think that his movement and how dynamic he is and how powerful he is with the ball and without the ball, I think that's that's like all my in the second half. Um, As as with Stephen Welsh, I thought, you know, I was surprised when he came on. Obviously, you're, you're thinking it's an injury because not often the Carter gets off uh, at time or at all, for that matter. Um, but I thought Stephen Welsh, yeah, I thought it was a good change at that point. Um, it's interesting to see that he came on instead of Tomoki Awata at centre-half, which is what I would have thought, given Awata was in the bench last week, Stephen Welsh wasn't. So... Maybe that's an eye just to see how Rodgers sort of views him as a player in terms of what position best to play in and also ability. I think prefer Stephen Wills to Awata in that position. So, um, yeah, it was at 2 1, obviously, when you're checking your setup I mean, arguably your best centre of half off as well, it's not the best of situations to be in. You don't really feel the most comfortable going into the second half, but uh, we got through it and I thought they both played well when they came on for as long as they were on.
0: They did. And I was, I was really pleased for Stephen Wills because. Uh, whether, whether he's long term answer at Celtic or not I don't know my, my gut feeling is no but again you know whether it's him or Joe Hart or anybody else at this moment in time all you can do is your best when you come on and I think Stephen Wells played a pretty important part in, in making sure Celtic get the three points and that's not easy to come into a game as you say Joe sort of knife edge at 2-1 Aberdeen had a pretty decent crack at it in the second half there's a fair amount of pressure on, on various guys and I thought Stephen Wells stood up to it very well so as I say whether he moves on now, further down the line or, or not at all, I think he can, can be pleased with his 45 minutes or so there. Likewise with Hattie, you know, cultured player, smart player. You're right, he's not he's not a powerhouse as such, but he's a strong player and he's got good energy that gets him about the park. And it's frustrating that he's picked up that knock as well. So we we'll just need to see how he and Cutler Vickers fare moving forward. I suppose one point I was going to make is that, you know, you look up uh, during the second half and you realise that your back four is Tony Ralston, Stephen Welsh, Mike Navrocki just in the door And Greg Taylor It's Fine You know domestically And it's, it's been enough To get us over the line today That's a defence that With all respect Would really struggle At the top level Of the Champions League Wouldn't it?
1: Yeah it would It would I thought uh, I actually thought And Played really well today I thought Given He came in for a bit of stick Last week I don't, I don't think he defended Really well last week I thought he was a bit Sluggish moving the ball back too slowly last week and just wasn't really playing up to speed as the speed, that, the speed and the standard that we would expect. But today I thought he was really good in the tackle. I thought the times he was going forward and he was a, he was always an option uh, in that right-hand side. Um, I thought he played really well. As with Greg Taylor, I did not think he played well. I thought he looked at times out of his depth. I thought he was really slow with the ball at his feet, he didn't really look strong enough in the tackle, and just general defending-wise, I thought Maida in that left-hand side at times really helped him out. Um, I don't particularly want Maida to match the runs, uh, the attacking full-back or the attacking right-winger for Aberdeen, I would rather Taylor done that. Um, and ultimately, yeah, I, I did not I didn't think he would a great game. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, as much as we weren't at our best, I don't think we'd really... There was a couple of chances for Aberdeen, it wasn't a lot. I mean, it wasn't as if Joe Hart ever had to pull off a wonder save. The first half they were a bit more threatening, but I mean, really there was a chance. I think it was Leighton Clarkson that cuts inside and we use right foot and it goes narrowly wide. But other than that, I wouldn't get any good areas. But I don't really think that the defence they defended well. Um, and maybe that's a testament to the defence to how little Joe Hart had to do.
0: You're right. You know, defending is a huge part of the game. So just because Celtic find themselves defending at various points today it's easy just to say, oh, that's negative under pressure. Defending is part of the game. It's part of football. And I think you're right. You know, I'm making the point about those four that I mentioned that they've done well today over the piece, not Greg Taylor. I'll get to him in a second. Um, but, the, you know, the central defenders and Tony Ralston, Tony Ralston's still going to be rusty. He didn't have much by way of pre-season, missed the trip to Japan, all of that stuff. And he's just back in. So they've they done their job for the most part. It's just that when we look to make that step up into Champions League, what it's going to look like. I think left back must be one of the priorities at this moment in time. And if you do get that right and you get the the centre half uh, in from Sweden, all of a sudden you could have really good options at the back, particularly if Alistair Johnson comes back in the fold. You could have Alistair Johnson, Carter Vickers plus one other and potentially a new left back. And all of a sudden that would look a lot stronger getting into Champions League. I think Greg Taylor was all at sea today and he's, he's not had a good start to life under Brendan Rodgers, generally speaking. Pre-season he was pretty sketchy sluggish last week, and I thought he he looked a guy that did, like, it was his first time playing for Celtic, he was just off the pace, struggling in the tackles, trying too much on the ball, giving it away, taking ages, ages with throw you know, we're used to this under age where everything's quick and sharp, and, and a lot of that, of course, relies on the movement ahead of you, and maybe there was a bit of a lack of that, or a bit of a lack of that today, but I just thought Greg Taylor was really, really poor, and he looks I thought I dwell on this after I win, but he looks like he's regressed somewhat, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean he's, the way he's been told to play seems entirely different, Tang. Um I think
1: Brendan Rodgers type of fullback seems to be that needs more of an engine, someone that will actually run up and down, it's powerful, strong, you know, obviously can defend, but as an attacking threat, um I think it's qualities that he's sort of missing out on. Now we could also argue that Andrew's just managed to really get the best out of him and found the best way that he can sort of fit in any team never mind or any decent team never mind like a Celtic team um, I think it's, it's a shame because I thought he, played, he was really good last season in spells and he was really he stepped up at the big moments I actually think he would even be more suited to a centre midfielder just the way I was playing today and for how inverted they played last season I don't think that he's the right he's the answer as a defender because i don't think he's strong enough i don't think he's powerful enough in the tackle i don't think he's clever enough uh, at times um so yeah it was disappointing left back may well be someone that we look into i'm not sure um but rogers has got a bit of a uh he's got a bit of a problem there because i don't know i I'd, maybe he was going into that season thinking that, that wasn't an area I was going to strengthen. And it's only been the last few weeks and our pre-season that sort of opened his eyes a bit to think, yeah, I might need someone else. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. I hope Rodgers does this, what Rodgers has done before and sort of steps him up in a few gears. Because um, it seems to be well liked at Celtic. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to lose him, but he needs to step
0: up. Sure. I, I'd, hope, I'd hope for both things to happen. Of course, I want to see an improvement in Greg Taylor. I think there needs to be somebody there. Neither Greg Taylor nor uh, Alessandro Bernabei are, I think, strong enough and physical enough to play the the back type of role that Brendan Rodgers wants to do. I think Alistair Johnson almost definitely is, and Tony Ralston's not a bad understudy in terms of power, pace, and strength. I think in the left-back, we've got weaknesses there. The boy, I think it's Shaden Morris, the young winger for Aberdeen, um, not sure where they got him from, actually. I can just double check, but he came in and I think he caused them all sorts of problems. Um, he came in from Fleetwood Town, actually, caused them a lot of bother. And it's, you know, it's a sign that we need to make some some improvements there. Listen, let's get back to the game and obviously to more positive stuff. So Aberdeen have had a go at it. Um, although, as you say, never felt under huge pressure, didn't see any massive chances. There was, of course, the the time where Joe Hart's wiped out their striker. Um, but he happened to be offside. and I think there's little Joe Hart could have done. I think he had to do what he'd done, but we get away with that one because of the offside call. And then Celtic break, and we've touched on it. You know, Dyson Maida finds himself effectively one-on-one on the goal. He takes it a bit wide to make it a bit more of a, a harder chance, but he's never fully in control of that situation. You know, you think if you've got Kyogo burned down on goal, you can just guarantee it's a goal more or less every time with Maeda and if Maeda at this moment in time is our second striker you know with all being injured and no further options up there that's a wee bit concerning but as I said earlier in the piece we need to play to Maeda's strengths and that's that's up to Brendan Rodgers however just on the back of that chance Celtic managed to recycle possession and it finds the ball finds itself at the feet of Yang talk us through it from there Joe I thought it was really clever really sharp feet and ultimately it leads to the goal which seals the game
1: I thought Yang was excellent Come on. Um on goal aside I thought Every time we got the ball, he seemed to be some sort of a threat. He's got a really good change of pace. He looks skillful. And as you see when in the goal, his final ball was, I mean, his final ball, with Matt Riley was inch perfect. Um, weight perfect. Just absolutely brilliant. Um, I thought it was a really nice move. Uh, Taylor, just as we have been criticising Taylor for the last five minutes, it was having not really started it. He got in the right areas and sort of started that move off. Um, but yeah, really well worked. Good finish for Matt Riley. Um, I believe he actually only scored one goal last season, Matt Riley. And he's already at two and two. So um yeah, definitely. I, I thought it was well worked. And you know, it, you breathe a bit of sigh of relief after that. Um and we seen the game was sort of done by that point anyway. I would been done to the again and we could have did more.
0: It, it's perfect time to score, isn't it? Just it takes a sting out of everything. And it's I think it's the eighty-fourth minute. And at that point, you know it's done and dusted. But it's great, but Yang, he's a guy who he'll just be desperate for game time to show what he can do, and all he can do when he gets his chance is, is things like today. And it's a clever cutback, isn't it? He could have been rash, he could have put a height on it or, or lashed it across the face a goal, but he's just had the the control and the composure to, to cut it back the way he find O'Reilly, and it's just such a cool finish. And the other huge plus for Celtic in general is that we're only a couple of games in, and as we mentioned, Kyogo's two goals for two. But as you touched on there, O'Reilly's now got two Turnbull's now get two, and any team that can bring goals from midfield in decent numbers, they're going to be very hard to stop, so that's very positive. The last real positive I'd like to touch on, um, you know, amongst various good things today, and listen, we can agree wholeheartedly, there's work to be done, isn't there? You know, there's lots of improvements to be made, but let, let's stay with the positives. I thought Odin Tiago Holmes showed a lot, you know, for such a young man when he came on. He showed great composure. He also showed a bit of grit and determination to track back and make a really strong tackle at one point after he'd given the ball away. And I think over the piece, listen, maybe he's not ready to start in this Celtic midfield just now. It's a very competitive area. But over the piece, he looks like he's got something, Joe. Yeah,
1: I think he does. Uh, I, from what I'd seen from him pre-season, he it, it looked like a tidy player. I didn't really think he would be, you know, like a bulldog sort of type of player, that he would be chasing down, sort of biting into tackles. And he seemed more like a, I mean, as... A so-called so called idol, uh, or his namesake now, is Thiago. He's not really that type of player. He seems a bit more of a sat-in midfielder and likes to pop up about, but in terms of getting at the tackle, it's not the really his game. Actually, I don't know if it was just the fact that he changed his name to that, that I just, it just reminded me of Thiago every time I watched him from preseason. But that side, I thought, yeah, he showed a bit of a different side to him that I wasn't really expecting. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought he looked really promising. Whether, he, as you say, whether he's going to start in the next, you know, like in the short term, I'm not sure. Had he been injured, probably opens some sort of like the door's half a jar for him, maybe not fully to get into the team, but the door's probably a jar, um, and you know that might be a wee opportunity for him. And as I mentioned in the podcast before, I'm I'm excited by him. I've heard great reviews about him before, um, and I mean he's been dubbed as probably it was the one of the best players in Norway last year, so. Um Yeah, uh, I can only expect sort of good things to come from
0: What Celtic have got next week is a, a League Cup tie against Kilmarnock so we're away from home at Kilmarnock next weekend and that might be a perfect opportunity to give him some game time, maybe on today's show you'd expect that Hatati might miss that one, there's obviously the debate ongoing as to, to where David Turnbull fits but might just be a wee opportunity for Brendan Rodgers to introduce a couple of fringe players and I think Odin Tiago home shown enough and his short time at Celtic to maybe get that start and, and you know take that opportunity to show even more what he's capable of. Just generally speaking then, so yep, O'Reilly scores a late goal and, and it plays out and it's Celtic 3-1. So two, two wins from two and we sit again top of the Scottish Premiership table. Brendan Rogers, I heard the start there post-match, he's won 13 of 14 games for Celtic against Aberdeen. So listen, historically and, and even in the build-up to, to today's game, you pitch the games against Aberdeen is tough. And they are tough. You know, you, you can't take it easy against a side like that. But Celtic, more often than not, do seem to get the victories. And even at the end of last season, and Barry Robson getting a lot of plaudits, Celtic won 5-0 and 4-0 towards the end of the last season against Aberdeen. Um, it's seven goals in the two games. I've, I've mentioned that. And we've got the various goal scorers from midfield as well as Kyogo. So overall, Joe, there, there's lots of positives. Rodgers also said, quote-unquote, are very close uh, to concluding some more business next week. Probably relates to... Lager Bielka, I think, is the Swedish centre half. Probably probably relates to him, but hopefully one or two others. So, yes, work to be done, Joe, but overall lots of positives, I think. What's your final comments on this one?
1: Uh, yeah, delighted that we won. Um, I don't, it wasn't, as I say, it wasn't the best performance. I think there's a lot to take from it in terms of it's like positives and negatives. Um, positives being Yang, home coming out of the team. Not seeing much of them, but they were definitely positive. Signs, um, but yeah, I thought good win, get good to get this one of this game out of the way. Um, I would rather that was the case, especially when we're not playing our best just to get the one, and that was it. Um, but yeah, delighted with three points, could be played better, but you know, it's only game two. I'm um, hopefully we can improve as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, the only way is up Joe So Celtic maintain their perfect start to the season After recording two wins from two With an important 3-1 win at Pataudry Next up is Kilmarnock in the League Cup next weekend But before all that We'll be back on Monday night with the weekly show as always In the meantime, thanks to Joe for joining me today And as always, our thanks to you for listening Enjoy the rest of the weekend And we'll see you again very soon